I believe the Lord wants to speak to us today concerning this message. Buckle up, mamas. Satan's Superman's coming. Buckle up, mamas. Satan's Superman is coming. Hey, would you not agree with me today? It seems like you just really don't know what to believe. Between the deception and confusion and lies and worry and fear, a lot of people are paralyzed with the things going on. I believe the enemy has taken advantage of this, and that's why I believe the Lord began to speak to my heart concerning this. Where we're going today is we're going to see there are four indicators that Satan's Superman is uh, on the horizon. And take your Bibles with me and turn to the book of Revelation chapter 13. Revelation chapter 13. And the book of Revelation chapter 13. And speaking of deception, I love the story I heard some years ago about a blind man was holding his seeing eye dog on a street corner and uh, traffic was going back and forth and all of a sudden that seeing eye dog jerked the blind man walked across the street cars were screeching horns were blowing people were saying other things too I might add anyway finally the dog and the blind man got to the other side well the blind man was shaking obviously and he had a little knapsack, so he reached in his knapsack and he pulled out what to be, appear to be a treat. And he reached over and looking for the dog, and the dog came and ate the treat. Well, about that time, a bystander came up and said, Man, you're going to treat that dog? That dog almost got you killed. The blind man said, No, I'm just looking for his mouth so I can kick him in the tail, all right? You ever felt like kicking the devil in the tail? I hope you feel like kicking the devil in the tail. Hey, look, here's where we're going today. Briefly, and yet I hope and trust meaningfully, because listen, I think there's going to be a mom to be saved today. There's probably going to be a mom. I don't know who it is, but there's going to be a mom saved. It might be online. They might be on YouTube. But God's going to save a mama. And there's mamas depressed today. And there's mamas who are discouraged today. And I think God is going to hopefully encourage you, arm you for the battle. Oh, yes. Four indicators, four indicators that we are almost to the place where Satan's Superman is coming. Let me just go ahead and give them to you. And then you can, uh, and then you can see, then you can see that Satan's Superman is right around the corner. Number one, we're going to see, and I'll give these to you. Don't worry about writing them down right now. The government's fine line. We'll find that in the text, Revelation chapter 13, verses 1 through 7. Number two, the Lord's, oh yes, design. The Lord Jesus design. We'll see that in a moment in the book of Revelation chapter 13 and verses 8 through 10. And then we're going to see the religious rulers prime. We'll see that in chapter 13 of the book of Revelation, verses 11 through 15. And finally, Satan. Yes, Satan's Superman, not only the religious rulers prime and the Lord Jesus design and the government's fine line, but finally we'll see Satan's Superman. His sign. Are you ready to read the text? If you're ready, say amen. 
Book of Revelation, chapter 13. If you'd like to stand to read the Word of God, you can. Here's where we're going. Four indicators that Satan, Superman, is on the horizon. Now, as we turn to the book of Revelation, chapter 13, you're well aware of the fact that John, exile on the Isle of Patmos, is writing this. We preached from Revelation last week, and for some reason, as I said, the Lord changed my message just late, late Friday night, and I've been digging and praying, and yesterday seeking the face of God that God will use it for His glory. And here, we're talking about from a time frame, the church will be raptured, and thus the time of tribulation will take place. And right here, chronologically, in a timeline, it'll be right in the middle of the tribulation, this particular event. Now, having said that, I want to read Revelation chapter 13 and verse 1. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast. The word beast there is therion. It has a reference to the Antichrist. I saw a beast rise up out of the sea having seven heads and ten horns. By the way, you say, what in the world are these ten horns? All you got to do is reference the book of Daniel, chapter 7, and see that Daniel clarifies these are seven king. I'm sorry, ten horns. Notice, ten crowns. Wait a minute, ten horns. I mean ten horns. And the ten horns, not the seven heads, but the ten horns, are a reference to Daniel. These ten kings, how do I know that? Daniel absolutely tells us in chapter 7 of the book of Daniel, verse 23 and 24. Furthermore, in the book of Revelation, chapter 17 and verse 12, it's another reference. These are ten kings. By the way, all this is futuristic. I must tell you that as we're reading. Otherwise, you'll not uh, sometimes uh, understand the context. Keep reading now. So these ten horns, I'm still in verse 1, right where it says ten horns, and his horns... Ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him power, and his seat and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed. And notice, underline this, all the world wandered after the beast. Now, what's going on here? There's different opinions as to what really takes place, and only God really knows. Some say the beast, this Antichrist, will be killed and resurrected. Others say, no, it's just a reference to these ten kings in this, many believe, the revived Roman Empire. At any rate, we know that this will be a supernatural miracle or at least an event that will get the whole world's attention. Keep reading. Verse number 3, And I saw as it had, I, I want to repeat it again, his head as it was wounded to death and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world, note that, all the world, the whole world, we're talking about globalism, the whole world wandered after the beast and they worshiped the beast. They worshiped the beast which gave power to the, unto the, uh, I'm sorry, they worshiped the dragon which gave power to the beast and then which gave power unto the beast and they worshiped who? The beast, the Antichrist. And they saying, who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue 42 months. How long is 42 months? Three and a half years. Look. And then notice verse 6. He opened his mouth and blasphemed against God to blaspheme his name in his tabernacle and them that dwell in the heaven. And it was given unto him to make what? War with the saints. 
I'd say we're there now. And to overcome them, the word overcome, Nike, to overcome the saints. Wow, we're in a battle, beloved. And the power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. Father, you've got to open our eyes today. You've got to still our hearts today. You've got to give us a spirit of worship today. You've got to, our dear Lord, to quicken the word in our heart. Give us focus. Give us, Father, an audience with the Holy Spirit. Oh, Father, all distractions, all, Lord, things that would pull us from the truth of your word and from receiving the incorruptible seed. We ask now for your illumination and your, oh, God, revelation. Our eyes will be open to see the times we're living and where we're heading and what's about how we should respond. Thank you now for victory in Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Number one, where are we going? We're going on the horizon. Here are the four indicators. We are presently right now facing a time of what's called stage setting. It won't be long as we see things developing in our world. Number one, the government's fine line. Number two, the Lamb of God's design. Number three, the religious ruler's prime. And number four, Satan's super, superman's sign. As we go through the text, you'll notice, number one, the government's fine line. What do I mean by the government's fine line? There are three words I want to draw to your attention today. All of them start with W. Number one, if you'll notice in the text, it's worldwide. Number two, there will be worship. And number three, there will be war. Do you get those? First of all, there will be a worldwide influence when this Satan Superman comes on the scene. Yes, there's many antichrists right now, and therefore we need to know we're in a battle. Yes, many are stricken with fear and paralyzed. They're, they fear that they don't even go out, won't even want to go outside. I'm not saying that we shouldn't use wisdom, but I'm saying God's not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Thank you for saying amen online. Hey, look, in Revelation chapter 13 and verse number 3, look at it, in verse 3, and I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast. What in the world's going on right now? Draw a parallel of where we're at present-day government, a worldwide. We're talking about political. We're talking about economical. We're talking about social. Yes, even financial. This is where this is heading. God doesn't keep us in the dark. By the way, for the record's sake, how many would agree? The Word of God has been fulfilled in the past. The Word of God is being fulfilled in the present. And the Word of God will be fulfilled in the future. Therefore, child of God, Christian, it's not time to get slack. It's not time, oh no, to get uh, lukewarm. Rather, it's time to dig in. It's time for God to strengthen our hands. It's time to be about the Father's business. It's time to see the vision. It's time to reach out to the lost. It's time to make a difference while we have time. Oh yes, a worldwide influence this Man of sin, this beast will set the stage. And I may suggest to you today, we would perhaps think this was far-fetched, 
maybe a few months ago or a year or two ago, but now we can see very readily that the Antichrist could rise up and will rise up and due to calamities and catastrophes like the coronavirus and like the economic downturn and like so many who are needing answers and even our beloved country, we have realized we're not in control. I'm telling you that God's in control. Hallelujah. And the Lord knows what we're going through. So there'll be that worldwide influence. There's a second indicator about the government's fine line. I'm just reading from the text. I'm not drawing my own opinion. I'm reading from the Bible and I'm telling you please read from the Bible and you'll see right where we're going and you can see the parallel where we're at right now. Yeah, mamas buckle up. Daddies buckle up. Christians buckle up. Why? Satan, Superman is coming. Number two, notice Satan's Superman will not only have worldwide influence, but he'll have worship. He'll desire to be worshiped. Look again, please, at verse 4. They worship the beast. They worship the beast. That is, they worship the, the dragon and the beast. Verse 4, they worship Satan, who is the dragon. And then notice which gave power unto the beast. And they worship the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who's able to make war with him? Can I tell you this? Some people today may be sitting here in this church right now. You think, well, I can serve God and serve the devil. You can't. You've got to either serve God or serve the devil, one of the two. You can't be a fence straddler. I remember once upon a time in my life, I thought, well, I could go to church on one hand, but I could party and do what I wanted to on my other hand as a teenager. And the Lord showed me you can't do that. Either you've got to come all the way or no way. And I want to tell you this. The devil's always wanted worship. Yes, he has. In fact, we read the prototype of the Antichrist is a man by the name of Nimrod. Let me take you back to the book of Genesis chapter number 10 and 11. A man who was on the situation, geographically speaking, called Babylon. And this man was instrumental in erecting a tower called the Tower of Babel, a picture of false religion. Now, wait a minute. Trace progressed through the Bible, the Old Testament, and you can see the same false worship, the same uh, religiosity that so many people have today, a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. And we see it in the worship, for example, in the worship of Ashtaroth and Baal and Old Testament implications and yet it progresses all the way up to the church of Pergamos in the book of Revelation chapter 2 the church of Pergamos is described as the seat of Satan the word seat there by the way is the word thronos I had the privilege of going there to the church of Pergamos and seeing the very archaeological remains God wants us to know what's in his word where we're at right now why that we the people of God might not be ignorant of Satan's devices. Rather, we'd be like the men of Issachar, understanding the times in which we're living. Oh, yes. And so, the devil's always wanted worship. In fact, if you read the book of Isaiah chapter 14 and the book of Ezekiel chapter 28, you can see that both these prophets pinpointed Lucifer, who wanted to be like God. I'll be like the Most High God. I'm going up. 
And God said, no, you're going down. And Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And then he said, nevertheless, uh, rejoice in the fact your name is written in the book of life. Yes, the devil's always wanted worship. I want to draw your attention to the Apostle Paul's writing. In fact, he wrote to the church of Thessalonica and he said this, there's coming a time where even now the principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world are deceiving and lying. Today you don't know who's telling the truth or who's telling the lie. You don't know. Is Dr. Falsey, is he connected with globalism? Is Bill Gates and all this information that we're being told? What do you believe? Why, it's hard to know who's telling the truth and who's not. And if there are any hidden agendas and propaganda, etc., etc. Oh, but God hadn't left us in the dark. This thing of worship the devil. Paul said in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, listen, he said, there first will come a falling away. I'm quoting from 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. A falling away. The word falling away there, by the way, is the word apostasia, where we get our word apostasy. Many translate that departure. It's translated in the world in, in several uh, of the translation departure in other words some say that's the reference to the church is snatched away in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump the rapture will take place and then the man of sin be revealed who opposes himself above all that is called God so that he sitteth in the temple of God showing himself that he is God that's where we're heading and therefore, we don't need to be ignorant of Satan's devices. He's come to kill, steal, and destroy. Oh, but listen, beloved. Satan's always wanted to be worshipped. Tell me today. Look at me. Are you really worshipping God? I'm not talking about on Sunday when we put on our Sunday clothes. I'm not talking when we tune into uh, live stream Facebook. I'm talking about our character. Is there that godliness? Oh, are you really, are we really committed to the Lord? Are we really dedicated to the Lord? Has all this just been these last four or five, six weeks a time of vacation? Or has that been a time to really draw near to God? Has it been a time to get right with God? Many today are angry. Many today are mad. Many today are saying, why go back to work? Man, I get as much money when I can draw unemployment than going back to work. I'm going to beat the system. I'm going to take advantage. I understand all that. I understand. I'm just telling you, this is where we're at right now. Confusion, lies, deception, worry, stress, fear. Some of you have been living in fear. You know you have. You need a breakthrough today. You don't need to continue to be worried and troubled and it playing a toll on your health. There's a third word I want to give you in the text today. Not only worldwide in worship, but you'll notice war. War. Look at Revelation chapter 13, verse 7. This is described, this Satan Superman. Look at verse 7. And it was given unto him to what? Make war. With who? The saints. And to overcome them. Now this is a reference to tribulation saints. This is not a reference to the church, mind you. And if you want to, you can look back and see the Lord. Uh, and I appreciate those working behind the scenes on our YouTube and also on our Facebook. They just posted a message the Lord had me to preach on five problems. 
and five solutions concerning the rapture and it's on YouTube right now. I don't know if it's on Facebook or not. I'm not trying to promote myself. All I, my goal is is to equip the saints, to equip the saints. And I believe there's a lot of things pulling on us even though we've got a lot of time and we need to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus. Hey, look, if we come through this thing unchanged, something hadn't happened right. There ought to be a, a new uh, found love for the Lord. Can I get an amen? There ought to be a new zeal to serve the Lord. There ought to be a new faith dependence upon God because the rug has been jerked out from under us. Tell me, have you really yielded to the Lord? Tell me, are you really surrendered to the Lordship of Christ? The devil's going to do what? He was given unto him to make war with the saints. How many believe that the Christians are under attack right now? Let me see your hand. All right, a few of you are. Bless you that who didn't raise your hand. You must have your head stuck in the sand because the Christians are under attack. Now, nothing compared, mind you, to the disciples' day. Nothing, mind you, compared to the early church. For example, Polycarp, who was burned to the stake. For example, John Huss, for example, Sabranola, for example, all the disciples save except John, and I'm not talking about Judas, by the way. No kind of comparison to the martyrdom in those days, nor into some places in our world, however. Listen, are you aware of the fact that Ben Carson, Dr. Ben Carson had a Bible study in the White House? How many are aware of that? Do you know what happened? He was thrown a lawsuit. Listen because he had a Bible study at the White House. Do you know what the end result was? I read it just the other day. Paying a fine. How much? $17,800. Why? Because he had a Bible study in the White House. Who in the world would attack such a man like that? Freedom from religion crowd. That's who would do it. Make no mistake about it. This world is not a friend of grace. No, make no mistake about it. And we're not to be a friend of the world. The Lord told us this, that whosoever makes himself a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Yes, we're to live in the world, but we're not to be of the world. Why? Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Love not the world, neither the things in the world. If a man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. All this in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of God, but it's of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust thereof. But he that does the will of God shall abide forever. That's 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. That's 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. Jesus said in the world, you have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, thank God, the Lord is victorious. We're in a war. How many mamas know today that the principalities and powers, they're ready to move in on your, our children. Mamas, hear the call of God today. Oh, daddies, hey, families, recognize it's not time to be pathetic. Rather, it's time to engage the enemy. It's time to stand in the gap and make up the hedge. It's time to intercede for our families. And the church said, Amen. Are you doing that? Are you doing that? When's the last time you wept over your children? When's the last time you interceded for them? War. 
war against the saints. Hey, I've got news for the devil's crowd. We're not going to let up. We're not going to back up. And we're not going to shut up until we're called up. I said that. Any Christians with me? Are there any Christians with me? Come on, Christian. Stir your heart. Come on, Christian. Hey, let's be engaged. Come on, Christian. Let's let God fight and then put the fires in us. Come on, Christian. Let's strengthen our hands. Come on, Christian. Let's don't be discouraged. Come on, Christian. Let's uh, ask God to uh, put his armor on us. Come on, Christian. Let's throw out the lifeline. Come on, Christian. Let's understand we're here for a purpose. That purpose is to glorify God, not to live for ourselves. God's calling us today to be a watchman on the walls. Some of us today need to examine our heart and say, dear God, I've been so confused with all this stuff going on. My emotions have been so out of whack. I need a breakthrough today. Lord, I've been reliving the flesh and doing all the stuff that I used to do in the flesh. God says you don't have to continue to live that way. Can I tell you this? We're on the winning team. I said we're on the winning team. I said Jesus Christ is not hanging on the cross. He came up from the grave. He's got the keys to death and hell. He's going to come again. And I've read the last page. Yes, the kingdoms of this world are becoming the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. He's going to reign forever and forever. Listen to me, beloved. How many today, right where you're at, would say, the government or the devil might try to, and by the way, let me just say this. Listen, those of you that your wheels are turning, you're wondering, Pastor Randy, where you're going? I'm glad to tell you. Let me say this parenthetically before I move any further. Our government at the present time, namely in the United States, seems to be a nationally focused government. Whereas, I'm talking about the time when global focus, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that in a moment. But how many know that if the devil tries to take our Bibles away and the devil tries to take our Bible study away? By the way, over there in the White House, I'm glad that they were having a Bible study. I need somebody to help me. I need somebody who's got God in them to say, Pastor, I'm right there with you. Hey, Look, we need a revival from the White House to the courthouse to the church house to our house to all houses. God send a revival in these days, a spiritual awakening. Wake up your church. I heard Charles Stanley say this, and I'm just telling you what I heard him say. You can look it up for yourself. He said this present day, by the way. He said uh, just a few days ago, he said, it could be that the Lord is withdrawing his blessings from us to get our attention. I don't know if that be the case or not, but that's what Charles Stanley said. I'm just telling what a man of God said. I'm just saying this. Oh, listen, beloved. Satan, Superman's coming. He's coming. Well, again, I want to say the fact that they might take our Bibles or try to take them away. They might say you can't wear a cross around your neck. By the way, cross-bearing is really, to me, more important than cross-wearing. Amen. Anyway, that's another message in another cell. Thank God for the cross where I'm crucified with Christ. But look, the 
devil's crowd, the freedom from religion, this movement across our land that's trying to undermine everything we stood for as a God-fearing nation, righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people, and blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. We want the blessings of God on America. Somebody say amen. We want the glory of God on our nation once again. We want the blessings of God, and God wants to get us so that we'll be blessable. Well, again, I want to tell you how many would join me. I pledge allegiance to the Lamb whose blood was washed, has washed my sins away. I will not recant. I will not back up. I pledge allegiance to the Lamb of God and to the Word of God. So help me, God, until the day I die. Well, there's a second area that an indicator that Satan, Superman, is coming. Number two, not only the government's fine line, but notice in the text what the Lord put on my heart concerning the Lamb of God's design. Check this out. Look at chapter 13, and then look at verse 8. And all that dwell, look at verse 8. I hope you bring your Bibles to church and maybe those listening by way of online. We thank God for you. Matter of fact, I got a call yesterday about a young man. I don't know if he's here this morning or not, but a man named Andrew called one of our men and said, Pastor, he called one of our men and he sent me a text message. He said, this man from Covington, Georgia said, I've been watching online and I've been listening on the radio. And he said, I want to know when you're having church tomorrow. And this man who's in the church texted him back and said, 9 o'clock, 11 o'clock. I just, when I got that, I said, thank you, Father. Isn't that, isn't that what we're all about? Sharing the good news? I said, isn't that what we're all about? Oh, yes. Praise God. God's word will not return to him void and empty. You can stand on it. Hey, listen, Christian, strengthen your hand. Many of you have gotten weary. I know it's weary, and it takes God's grace to continue on to fight the good fight of faith. But look here, I like this, verse 8. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written, notice, in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. I like this. Tell me, is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? When was it written in the Lamb's book of life? I tell you, God didn't have to say, uh-oh, I made a mistake. He said before the foundation of the world. But my question to you is this. Are you really saved? Are you really saved? Do you have absolute assurance if you died and you go to heaven? When did it take place for you? You say, can I know that I'm saved? Here, John says those whose names are found written in the book of life. God keeps record books. I was talking to my brother this week, just the other day. We were talking about this matter of God's conversion and salvation and oh, amazing grace in our life. I want to thank God that as we sang a moment ago, love lifted me. Now my brother reminded me in his life uh, when the Lord saved me in 1982, I don't deserve it. No, I'm not worthy. But every day I just want to bless God that he loved me and brought me up out of the miry clay, brought me up from a life of degradation, got me out from under the trash can. I love Jesus because he first loved me. And consequently, after the Lord changed my heart, I went and I was burdened for my family. 
Went and talked with my mama. I told you about that for 22 years. Went and talked with my brother. And at the time, my brother and I were close. We went hunting together, fishing together, played ball together, did a lot of things. But how many know that Jesus said uh, he didn't come to bring peace but a sword? Sometimes in families, if you want to live godly for Christ Jesus, it will be a wedge between you and your family. The Lord told us that in his word. And therefore, my brother and I began to not communicate as much because of the change God did in my life. I loved my brother. And listen, it was eight long years. I said it was eight long years praying and believing. And then I got the call. He reminded me, February the 5th, 1992. I got the call. He was down in one Robbins, Georgia, or down below one of Robbins, and he said, I need to talk with you. I went to his house. It was late that night. It was on a Tuesday night. I remember distinctly. And as I got to his house, he was broken. Listen to me. Sometimes we got to get down to the bottom of the barrel. We've got to get sick and tired because we are sick and tired. Oh, yes, sometimes we say, dear God, I need a change. Is there anybody listening to me today that you say, I need a change? I've been living in a prison. I've been living a lie. I'm playing church one minute, but I'm living like the devil another minute. Hey, I want to remind you, my brother and I both were baptized at the same time in 1973. Second Memorial Baptist Church. Baptized but lost. Baptism doesn't save you. Church membership doesn't save you. Oh, no. And turn over new leaf don't change you. And doing more good than bad don't change you. You've got to be born again. And Jesus, that night when I went there, I'll never forget it. The Lord quickened in my heart. As my brother was broken, his wife left him. And there was major calamity. I looked at him and said this, Robert, when are you going to give, when are you going to give Jesus a chance? The Holy Spirit of God came in that place. And God convicted him and he fell to his knees. And we both began to cry out to God. That was at the, probably about midnight. It was the morning, 6 o'clock. The sun was coming up. We were still praying on our knees, crying out to God. And finally the breakthrough came. God's quickening came. How many know God's a real God? How many know God's in the life-changing business? Hey, when's the last time you had a chance to tell somebody about Jesus, the mighty to save? And then God reached down and brought him up and gave him life and gave him life more abundantly. Listen to this. God saved him to God be the glory. We went to a store. I'll never forget it. Right after that, it was still in the wee hours of the early morning, 7 o'clock or so. And we went to the store, and when he came out, this is what he told me. I'll never forget it. He said, Randy, he said, I'm looking at people different now. I thought about the old song. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. When Jesus comes in, the devil's got to go out. And when Jesus comes in, brother, I want to tell you, he makes a change in our life. Oh, yes, he does. Is there anybody here today that the devil's bound you down with drugs and, and this and that and other, and you think you can escape reality? A lot of people today are just partying, thinking that this thing is not real, trying to escape reality. And uh, the conscience uh, stinging them that is appointed unto men wants to die. But after this, the judgment. Yes, the Lamb's book of life. Do you know that you know that you know you're saved? Well, that leads us to a third. 
indicator of what's on the rise in the religious ruler's prime. Not only the Lamb of God's design, but notice, please, in Revelation chapter 13, as we progress through Revelation 13, look here at verse number uh, 11. Look at verse 11. And John said, look, I beheld another beast. I looked that word up another. You know what that word another is? Allo, A-L-L-O. It means another just like the same beast, the Antichrist. All of a sudden we're introduced to another beast that rises up. Who in the world is this beast? Where in the world and how in the world is this going to take place? What kind of piece is going to come together in the puzzle? Look at verse 11. And I beheld another beast. Again, that same word beast, Therion. And coming up out of the earth, he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake like a dragon, and he exercised all the power of the first beast, that is the Antichrist, before him, and caused the earth and them that dwell therein to what? Worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. Whose deadly wound was healed. The first beast being that, the Antichrist. This beast being a false prophet. Keep reading. And then verse 13, he doeth great wonders. You know what that word wonders is? It's the word Simeon. And the word Simeon means signs. This false prophet will be able to do marvelous signs. Hey, listen, y'all be careful. Be careful about too many and too much of the signs and wonders. I know God can perform miracles. I know Jesus came to authenticate his deity, that he was God. By his miracles. But wait a minute. We're moving to a time where the false prophet will deceive many. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. You read it. And you come to your conclusion. Look at verse 13. So he doeth great wonder signs. I believe God can do miracles. He's done them. I've shared that with you before. But be careful. So that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. Look at verse 14. He deceiveth them that dwell on the earth. You know what that word deceiveth is? It's the word plano. It means he leads them astray. He makes them think right's right and wrong's wrong. I'd suggest to you today that's what's going on. One person says one thing. One person says another thing. Somebody says this. This is going on. This is going on. And frankly, it's just determining who's telling the truth is sometimes very difficult. Can I get an amen? And you know what I'm talking about. We're yet gullible, but we've got the Word of God. That's why I'm saying all this is paving the way. And many antichrists are already here, what God said. Now look. Look at verse number 14. He deceiveth them that dwell on the earth. This is in the middle of the tribulation now. Halfway through, three and a half years, he'll sit in the temple of God, covenant, make a covenant with the Jewish people, and yet break the covenant and sit in the temple of God. But there's going to be more action. What else is going to take place? What's going to evolve in the latter part of the tribulation? We're caught up to the Lord in heaven. The church is. And the judgment seat of Christ takes place. 2 Corinthians 5.10 Let every one of us appear before the judgment seat of Christ. We may receive what we've done in the body, whether it be good or bad. And then the marriage of the Lamb. Our wedding garments, by the way, will be the righteous deeds of the saints. That's right, and the marriage will take place seven years in heaven. And I'm not saying all that time, but at any rate, then preparing the church to come back after this time of tribulation on the earth to participate in that great millennium reign, 1,000 years 
Hallelujah. What a great promise that is in the Word of God for those that are depressed, for those that are discouraged, for those that say, I've lost my hope, for those who feel helpless, for those who feel hopeless, for those who see no way out, for those who are negative, for those who are pessimists, for those who wonder, where are we going? Many people are ending their life today. Listen, look up here. Don't you let the devil lie to you that you end your life. I said, don't you let the devil. There's some people sitting here right here today that the thought probably has crossed your mind. I'm telling the devil's mean and ugly. I'm telling you, we need to understand that Jesus Christ is, oh, he's what we need. He's what we need. And then look what happens. He dwell on the earth by means of those miracles. Look at verse 14. And deceive them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles, which he hath power to do in the sight of the beast, Sing unto them that dwell on the earth that they should what? Make an image to the beast. What is the image of the beast? I don't know exactly. Some speculate and say it could be some, something that speaks. Look, they make an image to the beast. Icon is the word for image. Which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give unto the image of the beast. This religious ruler that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. I want to camp here just for a moment. What are we talking about? We're talking about the Antichrist moving to the temple three and a half years. Now, if you're sitting here and saying, Brother Pastor, this is all future. Don't, it's not relevant to me. I got news for you. You need to wake up because Bible prophecy has a lot of practicality today. How? John said, every man that hath this hope in himself purifieth himself even as he is pure. Oh, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. It does not appear what he should, we should be, but we know when he shall appear, we'll be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Everyone that hath this hope in himself purifies himself. That means godly living. That means if we understand what's going to happen in the future, it will affect our present. Can I give you another proof verse? Titus 2, verse 11. The grace of God that appeared to all men, teaching us the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness, worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and that glorious appearing of our great God and Savior. Look, you can't read your Bible. 30% of it is Bible prophecy. Don't rip it out. We need to know who God is, especially in days like this. Question, this religious ruler, who is it? Some suggest it's the Pope, Francis. I'm telling you what, even the ranks of the, the Catholic Church are absolutely baffled at the decisions the Pope Francis has made in the Catholic Church. All I'm saying is this. I'm not saying he's a religious ruler. I'm just telling you what other people are saying. And here's what I am saying. Do you know that under the umbrella, this is what's going on right, day, right now in present-day uh, world, under the umbrella of unity and ecclesiastical social work, the Pope is joining hands with Muslims, Christians, saying, it doesn't matter, we all are going to the same place. I'm sorry, we're not going to the same place. I don't serve the God of the Quran. My God is not Allah. My God is Jesus Christ, the God of the Bible. And I tell you, my God's different. Now look. My heart goes out to Muslims, those of you that are critical for I just said that. I know I'll get always response to everything I say. It's hard to keep it in context. Somebody will run with it and think, well, he said this and he said this. Listen to what I'm saying now. Don't run it, run it and say it. I said this. In the context, the religious 
ruler will be able to perform miracles. That leads us to the last, and I'm almost done. Number four, the indicators on the horizon, Satan's Superman sign. Look over here in Revelation 13. You notice we've gone all the way from chapter 13, verse 1. Now we're concluding at the end of the chapter. Have you noticed that? Look at verse 16. And he calls all, what? Both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond to receive a mark in their right hand, their, or their forehead that no man might buy or say, sell, buy or sell, save he that hath the mark of the beast. And here's the number. Here is wisdom. The number is 600, three score and six, 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 six. What in the world is Satan Superman's sign? Let me review for a moment. What is this? Some are saying, I'm just telling what's out there now. I'm not saying I believe it, but you need to know because there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of information we're trying to process through Facebook, through Internet, through other things. Is Bill Gates connected with the globalism? I've been giving emails and text messages. Bill Gates supposedly has bought into this globalism agenda and... If that doesn't shock you, listen to what will. I'm not saying I believe it, but wait a minute. Do you know that there's going in the present uh, or in the future, perhaps, a tracking system? There now, you've probably heard it, a tracking system keep up with everybody who has been vaccinated against this coronavirus how can they keep up with everybody i got news for you and i don't know uh, i did do some research not much i didn't have time too much bill gates by the way was back in 2016 did help make some contributions to a pharmaceutical outfit in regards to some invisible ink but i could not find any particular reference that he was directly involved in a tracking system to track people who have or have not, in this case have, received this tracking number who've been vaccinated for the coronavirus. They're talking about it now. How many know what I'm talking about? Raise your hand. Okay. What are we saying? We're saying this. I know what some of you are living out there sitting there saying, Preacher, you're being sensational. No, I just think we need to be wise in these days to understand what's going on and where we're at and where God's at and what we ought to do. Hey, look, I don't know what this mark of the beast is going to be. The word indicates he calls all both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in the right hand of the forehead that no man might buy or sell. Save he that hath the mark of the beast, here in his wisdom. Let him that hath understanding is the number of the man. The number is six hundred three score and six. Some suggest the Greek word indicates some kind of stamp or some kind of tattoo, as it were. I don't really know, but I know this. The Bible says this is where we're going. Now, are you saying, Pastor, we're there now? I just told you we're not. The next event on God's calendar is the rapture of the church. But I'm telling you, some of these things can be interesting and, furthermore, stage setters because we know we're going there. How do we know? The Bible tells us so. And therefore, that's why God's calling us to be busy about His business. We shouldn't be deceived in these days. Paul said to Timothy, Know this, in the last days, Perilous times shall come. 
For men shall be lovers of their own self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, incontinent, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. We should not be surprised what's going on today. And then Jesus said in Matthew 24 concerning the Olivet Discourse in regards to his second coming, he said there will be wars and rumors of wars, pestilences, earthquakes in different diverse places, and there would be false Christ to rise in his name. We shouldn't be surprised, beloved, because Jesus said through Paul, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, now the Spirit speaks expressively, in the last days some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Yes, we should not be surprised because the Lord said, yes, we're heading, we're heading. Well, mamas, buckle up. Satan's Superman is coming. Christian, buckle up. Satan's Superman is coming. We're right in the middle right now on the verge. Uh, perhaps the Lord could come back, but if he doesn't, we might meet him uh, through death. Look, today God's calling us. God's uh, stirring us. God's uh, wanting us to wake up and stand up and light up and look up because our redemption draws nigh. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, stir our hearts. God, there's so much confusion today. Lord, there's so many lies today. There's so much deception. And Father, we're needing heaven's help. And Lord, I don't want to act like, and I pray everybody here won't act like we understand and we got all things under control because we don't, Father. And we need you. We need your glory. We need your wisdom. We need your presence. We need your peace. We need your power to understand the times we're living, Lord, and to share the good news, the gospel, not to be a burden but a blessing. Oh, God, not to tear people down and criticize, but to love and forgive and motivate and encourage and unify and come together as your people to watch so much more as the day approaches. Oh, God, have your will and way today with every person, and we thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for changing and saving my soul. I pray for many souls to be saved today. And Christians, dear God, that are listening, Lord, would be motivated, would be compelled, would be, oh, Lord, lifted up and, and encouraged. And dear God, that we'd strengthen our hands for the battles that are before us. And we thank you now. For victory in Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name. Oh God, lift up our hands now and our hearts. We ask it in Jesus' name with thanksgiving. Amen.